Well, hello and welcome to the Parent Network Podcast, uh, episode 15. 15. Uh, my name's Chris Sasser. This is my friend Marcy Bullock. Hello. And uh, we're here. It's in, it's July. It's summer. It's hot. It's kids at home. How, how's your summer going, Marcy, so far? It's good. It's been busy, but it's good. It's yeah. Weird busy. Hattie, our daughter, who's four, hasn't had daycare because she starts her pre-K program in August. So that's been... A game. (laughs) (laughs) Hattie at home. Oh, man. Uh, It's been... So those of you who have to figure out daily what you're going to do with your kids, I am praying for you. I know it's hard. (laughs) Feel their pain, right? Yeah. Well, it's been a lot of fun here at Port City this summer. We've uh, had a lot of cool stuff going on. We had Centrikid, which is our um, camp for elementary school kids that we went to. And uh, then in a week or so, we have... A Centric Kid Camp here on campus. That's going to be super fun. Mm-hmm. Um, we also have Fuse. Marcia, you went to Fuse uh, as a leader. Yes. Second, you were on the black team, right? I was the winning team, um, uh, as we refer to it now. So, I mean, I not gotcha. that church camp is about winning. No, we're that, not competitive but, you know, at all. You know, yeah. No, 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 not yeah. at all. Um, you know, I do think winners get closer to Jesus, though. <laughs> well, tell people who don't know <laughs> about Fuse. How about that? Okay, well, this was only my second year. So, I mean, you've been going a lot longer than yeah, I have. True. But That's true. as my husband so lovingly says, Fuse is the best thing our church does. I like it. We might be a little biased. Um, Fuse is our sixth grade through senior year of high school summer camp. It's four days. Yep. Um, this year was our third year at Ocoee, Tennessee's camp, um, the Ocoee Retreat Center. Yep, that's right awesome they are it's an amazing place to take kids just to get them to escape their regular community and area and kind of lean into what god's speaking to them we had Stuart hall speak this year who we all just love love and adore love and adore um so funny but also so so amazing at being able to put something so i guess dynamic is the word i'm looking for but he puts it in a term that a sixth grader can understand and it's also enough that it feeds a, a senior and, and an adult in the room Absolutely too. There true. was a lot this week that I was going. I never looked at it that way, and yeah. I'm almost thirty. That's crazy. Yeah, Stuart's so, amazing. So good. A lot of lives changed. A lot of impacts. Yeah, we've so. heard so many stories from yeah. students and adults, kind of after camp. And you know, those of you who are adults who you've been to camp, you know how kind of critical the probably that was to your faith journey. And so, you know, as your kids are growing up, you know, I would encourage you, even though. You know, sometimes it interrupts family vacations and it's expensive and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Value sending your kid away in mm-hmm. a faith community yes. to grow in their faith because it's a game changer. So good. It really is. Yeah. Both of my kids were there, um, and it really, really meant a lot to them. It was so cute. I, I wasn't a part of this, but Kylie um, kind of took Karen aside one day. They were having a conversation, um, and Kylie kind of had to run to her room to get her journal to talk about things that she had kind of written down oh, at Fuse so to, to talk to Karen about. I heard a little bit about that, so... And you yeah. can uh, get more information about that or just kind of see pictures of the week oh, yeah. for, at FuseCamp.com. Yeah, it's so yeah. cool to it's see pictures. incredible. Yep, yep, for sure. So. Well, um, while we were at Fuse, uh, I think we did something that has maybe never been done before. Uh, I'm going to claim that. Uh, and I think uh, I say that in the beginning of the yeah, interview. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't think there's ever yeah, been a, a, an interview for a podcast done on a front porch. At Youth Camp. At Youth Camp, yes. Thank you for <laughs> giving me the clarification because we might need that. Um, I think in the interview I say maybe it's the first ever outdoor podcast. Probably not true, but anyway, it was fun. But since Stuart was our, our camp speaker and he was there, and you know we love Stuart and the Parent Network. He's got such great things to say to us as parents. We decided to do a little interview with Stuart. So it's outside on the front porch of the medical cabin. Um, we actually get a question from a parent who is sort of floating around and listening. There was like a live 
audience. Oh, very cool. Right there for our podcast. Some kids were kind of milling around. You yeah. may hear screams and the water flowing in the background from the stream. I don't know. Um, but it was a great interview with Stuart, just kind of talking about kind of some things that he's talking about kind of nowadays with parents and some great encouragement. So um, we'll be back after our interview on episode 15 with Stuart Hall. Well, I'm here with my uh, friend, Stuart Hall. And Stuart, I think... Um, Were you going to say good friend and you decided not to say good friend? No, 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 no. You're a great friend. I, I, thank you. I, I, can, I, I consider that I do you, too, but okay. I don't want to like assume that because no, I know the world you live in. No, you should assume. You are... You're a rare air, my friend. Well, I am uh, with my great friend Stuart Hall, and I think we're doing something that like maybe have never has never happened in podcast world ever. At least not one I've heard. We're right. we're recording outside, right, on like a porch, on a porch, uh, a front porch. We um, should we should have people blowing into moonshine jugs and playing banjos. That kind of porch. That, that that's actually true. We're in the middle of Tennessee at our summer camp, which is called Fuse. It's a middle school. And high school camp, and Stuart is our uh, speaker for the week. We we love having Stuart come hang out with our middle school and high school kids uh, at Port City. And so, because we had Stuart with us, uh, I thought, hey, we have got to do a Parent Network podcast with Stuart because he has a lot of great wisdom and insight in parenting. It was super cool the other night. I'll tell everybody a quick story. The, the first night um, that we were here and Stuart was speaking, his whole family came here. And so, some of you kind of have heard Stuart. Uh, you've heard him talk before about his family, his wife, and his kids, and they were all here. So it's really cool to see your kids uh, and it's, see. It was great for me to see my kids. <laughs> <laughs> and during the summer, that's a yeah, that's hard. Good parenting tip, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it was really great to see Kelly and his kids, and uh, just to sort of see the, the way that they're continuing to grow in their life and their faith. So anyway. Um, Stuart Hall here on the Parent Network podcast. Um, Stuart, tell everybody real quick what you're talking about here at camp. Yeah, we're, because I think it's important. Yeah, for absolutely. To that our culture uh, tends to deceive and uh kind of misdirect run a a misdirection on the next generation and so what we're trying to do is tackle the illusions that have been created from culture even by the church uh, unintentionally um and dive into what who is god really what does it mean to have authentic faith um how should i label myself um um, this morning we talked about the circle of people that you have in your life uh, and, uh, you know, kind of wrestled through the idea that your relationship with Jesus is personal, but it's not private. Yeah, that was and, so good. And, and the people that you have surrounding you are really going to determine the quality and direction of that life in Jesus. So, and that's a good talk about the example with the moon, because I had never heard that before. And yeah, that was brilliant. Well, so s- scientists uh, and obviously there are a lot of people that may disagree with the with their premise but scientists believe that the reason why the moon even is our moon is because it was a piece of rock flying through the universe and it got stuck in our orbit and that's generally how most kids get their friends it's it's not like hey i want you to be my friend they happen to be on the team or happen to be sitting next to me in class whatever they were they were in my orbit and now they just circle me and so what we hopefully leaned into is the idea that just like the earth has a 23.5 degree tilt because of the gravitational pull of the moon and the sun, but more so the moon, actually, uh, you have a tilt in your life because of the people that are in your orbit. So are they tilting you toward God? Are they tilting you toward no regrets? Are they tilting you toward hope? Or 
um, are you the exact opposite yeah. and it has everything to do with people. Yeah. And, and man, that's great for obviously us as adults to hear, but we've got to be drilling that into our kids and helping mm. our kids understand that. Okay. We'll talk about more of that in a few minutes. Um, when, when we first kind of talked about doing this, um, you've got kind of something you're thinking about with this generation right? and kind of what's going on. And I'd love for parents to kind of hear a little bit about that. Sure. Uh, well, you and I have had this discussion many times that, uh, our mandate, not as, not as church leaders. I don't think this is our responsibility because we are pastors, I don't think it's our responsibility even because we're parents. I think it's our responsibility as Jesus people to know the, the next generation, to understand them. We have to raise, as parents, we have to raise the children we have and not the children we were. Mm. And that's a difficult thing to you do. You might want to say that again. Uh, we have to raise <laughs> the children that we have and not the children that we were. Yeah. Uh, and for whatever reason, there always seems to be this tension of let's go back and raise our kids the way we were raised and we just can't go back uh the reality about generation z is pretty overwhelming um they uh most experts and we've talked about this several times at camp they are the loneliest generation that's ever existed mm. uh the suicide and depression rate among generation z is at an all-time high interestingly enough alcohol and drug abuse is plummeting while depression and suicide is and here's what's wow. crazy, Chris. Experts believe a lot of it has to do with the recession of 2008. This is the first generation since the Great Depression to watch their moms and dads and their moms and dads, moms and dads and loved ones lose life savings. The American dream has become a nightmare. We have co kids that are getting multiple degrees and can't get a job. Yeah, right. And, and, and certainly can't get money to pay. Correct. Th can't pay their off. school loans. Yeah, that's right. So you have that. That's a part of Generation Z. You also have the fact that, and we talked about this a little bit um, this morning, that they are Wi-Fi enabled. They have a digital heartbeat. So they are constantly living in a state of comparison and anxiety because they spend all of their time comparing themselves to other people through social media. Yeah. Uh, this is a, a, a huge tension point that I think we as adults and parents have to address and understand. They're the most multiracial generation that's ever existed. Mm. Uh, the thing I love about this generation is that they see color and celebrate it. The issue of, of race to Generation Z isn't Generation Z. It's Generation Z's moms and dads. Yeah, that's right. It's Generation Z's moms and dads, moms and dads, because there are some of you that are listening to this and the probability of you having someone of a different race become a, a son-in-law or a daughter-in-law is re relatively high. Mm. And how will your family handle that? That's right. They're the most sexually fluid generation that's ever existed. Uh, and we could spend four podcasts on that subject alone. Yeah, sure. But... Uh, you know, we have to navigate uh, the reality of same-sex attraction, the homosexual uh, component of what's going on in our culture, and our students are battling in that culture and with those issues and feelings. Mm. Uh, they're the most self-directed generation that's ever existed. Self-directed self because their parents, and I am a Generation Z parent, you're a Generation yep. Z parent, yep. we are a reaction to the way we were parented, and we were parented by helicopter parents. Mm -hmm. And so what we decided to do is we won't raise our kids the way we were raised, so we're just going to let you raise yourself. That's right, hands off. Uh, my generation, our generation, I keep saying my, uh, it's our generation as parents, uh, I think we're the probably the first generation in America that didn't look forward or hasn't looked forward to getting old. My mom and dad could not wait mm -hmm. to be grandparents, sit on a rocking chair, and have grandkids. 
we're doing everything we can. <laughs> I mean, delay that to, process. Yeah, right? I mean, think about the number of moms and dads, and you're listening to this, and this is not necessarily a bad thing, but you spend a ton of time at the gym. You're posting picture concert pictures on Instagram. <laughs> Mike Ashcraft. Um, I mean, you, you, think about that. I mean, we do it as much, if not more, than other than our children. Yeah. And so what winds up happening is uh, they're growing up faster. It doesn't mean that they are developing faster because a middle school kid can still not think abstract thought until after puberty, but they're having abstract thought issues presented Mm -hmm. to them. What you and I experienced when we were 18, they're now experiencing in third and fourth grade. Yeah. So, and then to top all of that off, you add the pornography issue. Mm. So that kind of gives a snapshot of why a mom and dad listening, you and I as fathers, Kelly and I as a couple, we have to we have to raise the children we have and not the children we were. And it means that things are going to have to be different in how we approach parenting, how we approach the scriptures. Uh, I didn't even mention and this is probably the biggest one of of them of them all. And I think. The greater Wilmington area, you are probably experiencing this now where you probably weren't five years ago. But this generation is a post-Christian generation. Yes, no doubt. Um, And we've even seen this this week, that just the fact that the Bible says doesn't mean anything. Uh, I think it's actually a gift. Post-Christianity is a gift. Uh, because it allows us to start at what we should have started with in the first place, and that's mm. the resurrection of Jesus. Mm. I think the church mistakenly started at Genesis and Revelation and worked our way in yeah, right. when we probably should have started at and, the resurrection and, and worked, worked our, our way, way out. out. Yeah, sure. Um, so all that kind of paints a co- the context of why it's difficult to be a parent. It's difficult to be a parent. It's it's difficult difficult enough to just be a mom and dad, but now you're being a parent of Generation Z. A difficult generation. A difficult to generation to parent. Yeah, I think I've said this before on the podcast. I mean, you may have talked about it. I don't know where I first heard this, but this generation, um, they are uh, more exposed to the world yes. than any generation ever, but they're not more mature. Correct. Uh, someone very wisely said that the best way, the best way to characterize Generation Z is high arrogance, low self esteem. It's basically <laughs> I'm cocky and I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> which is the perfect oh way gosh. to think of them because you're right. They, you have all of these things you've been exposed to, but it doesn't necessarily mean you're more mature. Yeah, that's right. Cause, uh, Cause you have no idea to process correct. how to process all these things that are coming your way. Correct. And, and you really don't have anybody helping you right. to process it. Right. So that's one of the things that, that I, I feel like uh, is one of my major jobs as a parent is to you step in there and help my kids process all the stuff that's hitting them right a lot earlier than it ever hit me sure sure <laughs> right? and 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 i will take it to a, a deeply spiritual level i think we also have to rethink because the default answer to all of our issues as moms and dads who have our children in church are is always the bible the bible the bible yeah. the bible well we're dealing with a generation that does not think the bible has authority or they don't understand why it should yeah and so you know, more and more and more and more, you know, they just need the word. They just need the word. They need yeah. the word. I'm of the opinion that we have to bring them back to Jesus and re it. We, it's literally a reconstruction of their faith Yeah, that we need to start at Jesus. The resurrection, the crucifixion and the resurrection of Jesus is the reason why we have scriptures, period. Yeah, that's right. And so consequently, 
them understanding, believing in, and leaning into the resurrection allows them to begin to lean into the things that we think they should know about the Bible. Absolutely, because if they'll believe in the resurrection and they'll make a decision to follow Jesus, they will then value the word. No question. Instead of right. the other way around. And we've is, approached it the other way. You got it, because that's the way we, we were. Yeah. We, it happened to us, and we thought, oh, well, that's the way you did right. it. Right. You and I yeah. grew up in a time where someone said the Bible says, and we would lean in. Absolutely. And they don't I, lean in. I need to know that. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> because right. it says that, yeah. yeah. Okay, so so what what advice would you give to parents? I mean, I know we're we're... we're struggling with this together but what yeah. advice would you give to parents to to parent the kids you have not the kids that you were well first and foremost every mom and dad at some point in your child's life you will no longer be the hero that you were mm. and it's not your fault mm -hmm. it's a part of the development of a kid you did it we all have had that happen and i think it screams the incredible incredibly critical nature of having another adult walk in the life of your child. Yeah. We, it's it's why Fuse Camp is such a big, big deal. Yeah. Because you have, what, 100 leaders oh, we here? Have, we have more than 100 adults. You have a, more than 100 yeah. adults here. And here's what an adult, an adult small group leader who works with teenagers gains six months of relational equity in four or five days. Yes, no doubt. Uh, and so... If you're a mom and dad, the first thing I would say is you've got to get your students in an environment where an, another adult other than you can begin to speak truth into their life. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, Kelly and I are so grateful for <laughs> the David Snells and S Samantha Sardones mm -hmm. and uh, countless other people that have walked in are still walking in our children's yes. lives. Yes, uh, Because we all need people that are going to reinforce Echo or even – push a little bit harder than we are yeah i think that's first and foremost the second thing is that as parents i think we need to be so diligent in falling in love with jesus ourselves ourselves it, because it's so much of it so much more of it is caught than it is taught um and to the moms and dads out there that you 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 think well another older older adult is going to have influence in the life of my kid i what this is my 30th year of youth ministry and 20th year of speaking at camps uh i should not still be doing this <laughs> but here's what i've learned teenagers will gravitate to the oldest person in the room that takes them seriously mm. and the beautiful thing about the the port city multi-campus churches is that there are older people who take teenagers oh, seriously yes, absolutely and it's it is a beautiful uh compelling inspiring thing to watch mm. when adults have that kind of significant relationship in the life this is the cool part of your kids yeah that's right well and, and my kids are in the room here for this camp and so i have been so thankful to know the connections that my kids are making with other right. significant adults because I know those adults and I know what they're saying. I know how they're encouraging my kids. So we've been having um, uh, leader meetings every morning and leaders have had a chance to share. And uh, to today especially, but even the last couple of days, we've had some leaders share just about the journey they've been on for the last six years with these kids where they met them in middle school and middle right. school youth group. And now they're, you know, seniors and they've been having conversations. And, and as a parent, that's what I, I need that. Right. I need right. somebody in my kids' lives. Right. Um, and it's funny. We went to um, a camp called Centric Kid with our, our Treasure Island or elementary kids a couple weeks ago. And it's the same thing. I mean, those relationships are being built in children's ministry. Right. So if you have a, a kid who's kind of younger in, in elementary school, you can start this now. I mean, we've even got a bunch of leaders who are here 
at our camp who started in Treasure Island right. and who graduated up with their students into Tsunami. And so, um, and I would even press, if you're a mom and dad and listening and the reason why you don't work with teenagers is because your child is a teenager, guess what? You can be another voice Absolutely. for somebody else's kid. Oh, my gosh. You don't necessarily – well. You don't need to be that voice for your right, but you could be that voice for somebody else's kid. Yeah, that is so 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 good. Hey, so you may have heard like some extra noises starting to happen in the background. We don't know if you can hear it or not, but kids are coming out of their small groups and they're uh, playing this thing called Nine Square over here, and their trucks driving around. So if you're hearing kind of strange noises, um, it's because yeah. that's what we're they doing are. camp in the middle of a construction site, and we're <laughs> on a porch. That's what that's what we should call yeah. a, a podcast is on the porch. Yeah, on the outside. porch. Yep, that's good. Hey, so um, uh, right over here on the other side of me is a friend of mine named Sean Fitzgerald. Sean is here on our, our uh, safety and medical team. The, ma- uh, the magic medical team. Medical magic. Medical magic. Um, um, and and yeah. we have this sign that says first aid, and they hate being called first aid. So we're going to have to burn those signs. But anyway, Sean's a dad, good friend. Um, he's got a daughter here and kids, you know, all in our church. And as we we're kind of setting up for the podcast, Sean's like, Hey, I got a question. So, uh, it's a great question. So Sean, you got to lean into that microphone kind of just right there and just uh, tell everybody your question and we'll see if we can answer it or not. So as, so as our children become more influenced by the outside world and a little bit less influenced by us in the church, how do we kind of guide them and, and steer them in the, the right direction? First of all, what a radio voice. <laughs> Dude, you should be doing radio. You started talking, I'm like, the velvety voice of the porch. <laughs> Is it, that, uh, that could be a new nickname, but never mind. Anyway, so uh, what, what would you say there, Stu, baby? Well, I, I have a couple of thoughts. One thing... Sean got a medical call as we're recording. See, this is real. This is live. Yes. So, yeah. Is she okay? Yes, she's okay. Yeah, she's all right. Uh, I I think there are a couple of things at play at the older our our students get. I think the moms and dads that are listening to this, um, this should rattle you, what I'm about to say. But the national statistics, the data is overwhelming that to the the middle to the latter part of this 10th grade year, students are bolting church to the tune of like 70% of your core students are yep. are leaving we see that or yes. are not necessarily leaving they're just not as consistent in attendance yeah. and i think a ton of youth ministries across the country and churches are going what is it we're doing that is wrong and i would submit that you may not be doing anything wrong if we're honest and this is maybe a little iconoclastic but i would love From for you really i want to i want us to wrestle with this for just a second if we're honest especially with high school students, small group is like an arranged marriage. Mm. What we do is we say, you're going to be intimate, vulnerable, and authentic with these eight people. Yes. If I were to do that to you, Chris Sasser, you and I mean, you would, you would stop. Yeah. You would not. Not happening. And so here's what I think is happening with our core students uh, in, a, in an incredible like a church like Port City especially – Let's say that you as a parent bring them when they're little and they're a part of Treasure Island and they're a part of Tsunami and then they get into Ripple Effect. And now they've been with the same people. Mm -hmm. We think one of the things that needs to Sean's question, one of the things that we need to do is maybe start considering that teenagers have the capacity to choose who they want to do life with who they trust, who they want speaking into their life. And this is the biggest part that they begin to serve. 
that yes. that we get them connected in actually being the church. Yes. If you've seen the movie Jurassic Park, there's this scene in the first one where they're they're you know in the jeep traveling along, and this goat comes up on this pl- on this uh, platform, platform yep. and it's chained. And yep. Dr. Alan Grant, the the main doctor in that movie, starts going, "Oh no 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 no! T Rex doesn't want to be fed. T Rex wants to hunt." I think high school students especially yes. want to hunt. Yes. And so we've got to we've got to rethink how we measure success. I would I would submit we also need to begin to probably rethink how we do small group, especially with eleventh and twelfth grade students. Totally agree. Um, and then we also need to swallow hard and just admit that tenth, eleventh, and twelfth grade year are the years where kids get their driver's license. Many of them get jobs which mom and dads that are listening are appreciative of the fact that they're making their own money um if you're an athlete you're playing a a club Mm -hmm. or varsity sport if you're in drama the the rehearsals get more intense um if you're in band it's true everything escalates so we've got to adjust to that i think i'm of the personal opinion that the goal of your youth ministry is to launch kids into those environments totally agree so how we rethink it, maybe, maybe to Sean's question, maybe they're not as ungodly, unfaithful as you think they are. They're just becoming independent adults. And they need to be redirected. Correct. And they need to be sort of guided. Let me tell you a cool story on that. So uh, we'll be talking a lot more about this in our student ministry in the fall. But we've got a group of students. You know, Ripple Effect is the high school ministry. We have a group of students who created. I got that right. I was doing that from memory, by the way. You did, yeah. You missed Growzone. People would be mad with that. Uh, at the sorry, Growzone people. But, yeah, anyway. Um, a group of students from Ripple Effect that uh, about six months ago, they started this thing called Riptide that Jeff Banks, who is our high school um, coordinator, he knew a little bit about, but he wasn't involved with. But it's basically where they as students wanted to create a venue, wanted to create kind of um, social media platform to share testimonies and stories of other students. And so they started like going out and interviewing students and going out and you know doing mm-hmm. videos. And we kind of stumbled upon it. This wasn't us saying, right. hey, let's have a student right. leadership team that goes right. into, they were doing, they doing it. it on their yeah. own. And it was interesting. Brett and I got involved in a project out of Fuller um, of innovation and in right. ministry. And we, like what we said we were going to do in our project was we were going to help our students better discover their identity. Right through testimony and so brett and i are building kind of this project and out of california already, they're already we stumble <laughs> upon the instagram of riptide while we're in california building the program that's funny and we were like okay we're going to go back and instead of us as the adults building this we're going to lean into what god's already doing right. in these students and so two students who just graduated but are going to be around wilmington are leading this thing and they have invited like 12 other students to be a part of it. And they're building a website and they're going out and doing interviews and they're going to be influencers on their school campus. And we're just saying, okay, that's kind of a a pocket of influence that we're just going to fan the flame. That's amazing. Um, And that's what high school kids need, especially as they get older. Exactly. Exactly. So we've got to find where, where are those other pockets that we can lean into and encourage and help. And it actually those types of things that are student initiated and student led wind up becoming the thing that is the most influential yes. in the lives of their peers who don't oh, follow it's Jesus. Oh, so much better. Uh, you know, at our church, and I've talked about this several times from the stage at Port City, um, our church does Tim Tebow's A Night to Shine. Yeah. And it's the, it's the best outreach thing we do because kids who don't attend church want to come and serve. Yes. So I, th- I think to Sean's question, that's one thing that I think moms and dads need to reconsider is instead of you measuring 
the spiritual uh, maturity of your child by how often they attend. Are they hunting? Mm-hmm. Are, it, because T-Rex wants to hunt. Yeah. That's where I think we need to begin to rethink how we measure our yeah. effectiveness as parents. Yeah, that's awesome. And Sean, Sean, I, he literally had to walk away and go check on a girl who had a medical issue. He hasn't heard the answer, so this means he's going to have to actually listen to the podcast. Sean, we're talking about you over here. That'll be good. Uh, Carrie, Rick, Rebecca, y'all got any questions for for Stuart while we're finishing our podcast? Any parenting questions? Huh? Nothing good. That's shallow's great. We like shallow. How do I keep my 12-year-old son and my 17-year-old daughter from constantly fighting? Well, I have like my main suggestion because, you know, we have 12 and 14. And my main suggestion, just with what we've tried and doesn't always work, is to um, to get them to pray for each other. Hey, like... Tell your sister, tell your brother what's something that you want them to pray for. Now, we don't do this all the time. We're not great at this, but it's, it's what I want to do more of. Because if you're praying for someone, it changes your relationship with them. And so maybe it can just be kind of a constant sort of thing of, hey, y'all talk together. What do you need prayer for today before you go to school or whatever? And pray for each other. And I wonder if that, that, that doesn't deal with the fighting, but it deals with the relationship. And so I would say you, you've got to address building their relationship, which hopefully then will spill out into kind of less fighting. Is that a good answer? I was going to say boxing gloves. (laughs) (laughs) A padded room. A padded room. (laughs) Rebecca says she put them in a room and said, I'm done with y'all. Stay in the room, figure it out. Ultimately, my first thought was so much of that is a developmental issue because a 12-year-old and a 17-year-old, is your daughter older? Yes. A lot of it a lot of it's natural, so I don't know how much yeah. I would freak out about it. But ultimately, it's an honor and respect issue. Um, and your son needs to understand that he he has some play in how his sister is going to view the opposite sex. And your daughter needs to understand that she has some play yeah. in how her brother is going to s- see respect and honor the opposite sex. Um, and that's that's kind of how what we've slid across the table to our kids is – you, you do realize that just as mom and dad are helping your siblings build or, you know, structure their formation about how they see other people, you're doing it too. So maybe maybe kind of give that responsibility to them um, along with what Chef's saying. Uh, sorry, uh, Sass. Sass is saying. Chef's my boss, sorry. Um, uh, I, th- I think – both of those things are really, really good suggestions, but at the end of the day, some is just natural. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you very much. Yeah. Great you can, question. You can call me Chef Sass because I do make salsa and other kind of. Uh, I'm, like, I'm going to call you Sassy Chef. Well, that's not good. <laughs> that's true. I can't give myself a nickname, so we're going to scratch that. Anyway. Uh, okay, we're gonna wrap it up because we're getting ready to head into uh, a couple yeah. things with our students. But Stuart, thanks for being here. Anything Bro, else you want to say to parents? Man. Uh, as always, I love the people of Wilmington. Oh, I especially yeah. love Port City. I'm shocked that you guys keep having me back. <laughs> but Just, I do appreciate it. You know, we love having you, man. You got such great things to say, and, and we love what you're doing and being partners with yeah. you. So, love you, brother. Thanks to it all. Yeah, man. I love that we had parents nearby to take, like, just to give questions like that. That is 
awesome. Yeah, um, it's that's real parenting, right? Real parenting. Yeah. Um, and I, I do have a special place in my heart for Rebecca Flores to begin with, with the sibling question. She's actually my mentor. Um, but that sibling stuff is hard. Yeah, it is. It really is. Um, but if you would love, and I know you, you will after hearing that interview, um, Stuart is actually speaking on Sunday right now, this past Sunday and this coming Sunday. Um, so jump online at the Port City Church dot org and you can find Stuart's messages they're recorded they're online you can watch them and they're great it's so worth watching yeah I know the one that he uh, gave on July 15th um, you know a lot of folks have sort of talked about it's just kind of a game changer kind of message and a mindset for us as a church and for parents and so if you want to hear either one of those messages on uh, July 15th or 22nd definitely definitely go listen to those that's one of those that when we were in the audience it wasn't just clap and cheer like this is great it was I want to stand up on my seat Mm. and scream yes like yes this is what we're dealing with help us out yeah Um, it's good stuff but in other news what do we have going on Sass? so you know we haven't done a whole lot in the parent network this summer we've kind of been taking a little bit of a break regrouping and kind of headed towards the fall one of the things we're super excited about um, is the fact that Marcy, who's right here, uh, you know, those of you who are around Port City, you know, Marcy's been you know, kind of heading up Grow Zone, which is our preschool ministry, for a number of years and done a great job. And she is shifting her role. Uh, and a lot of what she's going to be doing is parent network stuff. Wahoo! Yeah. So, you know, we, we've been doing the parent network here for a couple of years. And uh, in my role as the pastor of family ministry has been focusing on it as much as I can. Obviously, a lady named Michelle Starbuck, who you guys may have heard an interview with you've definitely heard us talk about her michelle's been a volunteer as the director of the ministry but we are just continuing to to stay serious about um kind of equipping and encouraging parents to help your family walk with god so now we have someone who that's their job yes so fun yes. so marcy so, any, any kind of thing you want to say real quick about yeah, re- your heart stepping into that oh for sure um well i just this has changed my marriage just to, I mean, that's kind of what we come back to each time is two years ago when the parent network was launched. Well, I mean, a little more than two years ago at this point, um, my husband and I had our second baby and it was a game changer having two kids. For those of y'all who are new to that world or remember being in that world, it's hard. And it's, it was more difficult to go, okay, well we have that place where our kids are taken care of and we go to church on Sunday and that's great. But where's our community and the people who really understood? And so when the Parent Network came out, it just gave us that reassurance that, like, we're not alone. Like Julie Ashcroft said many seminars ago, yeah. like, we're all crazy. We all have a little bit of crazy. We're all struggling. Yep. But doing this together. And um, that's kind of been awesome to just be able to step into a role where I have the opportunity to help other parents who know that they're crazy or <laughs> at least help them admit that they're crazy. So. Yeah. It's so, exciting. Yeah, as we started the Parent Network, Marcy kind of started leaning into this and with some of the big events and more and more and more with the Phase 1 Moms Group mm-hmm. that started a couple years ago. Phase yeah. uh, 1 Dads Group going to be starting. Yes. Can, say, start, can we say that? Yes, starting August 13th, Phase yeah. 1 Dads Group. It's Monday nights at 7. Um, it's twice a month. Cool. So there's a calendar online if you have, want more information. Yeah, about we'll be well. talking more about that. So, so as we've yeah. kind of done more and more and more, um, God's really been leading Marcy to kind of help us as a church continue to really partner with parents. And mm-hmm. so we're so excited for her to kind of make that shift. And as we go into the fall, we'll have kind of a big event happening uh, in September. September. We haven't landed on the date and everything yeah. about it yet. We're not ready to tell you everything. But um, we're doing that in September. We'll be uh, kind of leaning in again with parents of children um, who have special needs. If yes. you're one of those parents, uh, we did one event back in the spring. We're doing another one coming up. And so we're just super excited about kind of where we're going to be. And Marcy, tell everybody about sort of the theme 
for the upcoming year. Are we ready to tell people? Yeah. I think so we might have already told them. Uh, you, I think, I think we, we might did. we might have, but it's yeah. real we're our whole topic um this next year is real parenting. So guys do me a favor, take a screenshot of this podcast, post it on Instagram, tag PC three parents in it and tell us what it is about real parenting you would love to learn about. Like maybe Ooh, that's good. maybe it's a guest speaker you would love to hear or a topic. Um, I know we're really looking into the options of talking about anxiety after coming back from Fuse. That's a huge mm-hmm. thing our kids are dealing with. So to keep an eye out for those podcasts, they're coming. They're going to be good. Look at you taking like our social media game I up know. to where like a, take a screenshot and tag. I don't even know what you're talking about. I love social anyway. media. It's a problem. Um, speaking of that, <laughs> follow us on social media at PC3Parents. That's on Instagram and on Twitter. Go to the Facebook yep. page and like it. Um, and as always, if you want to send us information or ask us a question, we have an email address. It's parents at portcitychurch.org. Parents at portcitychurch.org. And with Marcy kind of moving into a role to, to where she's going to be working on that, we have more bandwidth to be able yes, to help you. Yes, so send so all the emails. Email us questions, thoughts, comments, techie gestures, anything you want. <laughs> uh, no, not the techie gestures. So anyway, uh, thanks for listening um, to episode 15. And uh, we're so excited about kind of getting ready to launch into the fall. We'll have lots more great guests and great conversations coming here on the Parent Network Podcast. Yeah.